Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. Today we are reviewing another Netflix movie, another streaming movie. I feel like we've had quite a few Netflix movies here recently. Maybe I'm just completely wrong about that, but that's just what my gut is telling me. This one, The Adam Project, starring Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, Jennifer Gardner, a little bit 13 going on 30 reunion, Zoe Saldana um, of Marvel fame and Avatar fame. Um, big budget box office, not box office, big budget Netflix movie. Nope. They've been churning these out. Look, all these other companies are buying back their movie rights, so they're trying to create big box office movies, big budget movies, messing up again. And this is another <laughs> example of that. Second Ryan Reynolds one. Yeah, um, this is this is the first Netflix movie we reviewed since Home Team, back on February first. Okay, so we're turning out like one one a month, and then we had Red Notice was in January, right? I don't know, my thing doesn't go back that far. I feel like Red Notice was in January. I have Coda for January twenty sixth. I I don't know beyond that. Um, let's see. I, I'll look at our our upload schedule here on Apple Podcasts. Um, it's really not going to make me go back. We got the Adam Project last week. Um, we did do two two streaming in a row with the Adam Project and Turning Red, and then we had the Batman March Movie Madness, Uncharted, Death on the Nile, okay, so Jackass had, Forever. We had Don't Look Up in December thirtieth. Okay, and then we had Home Team, February eighth. So that's almost a, almost a month apart. And then we had this one is March twenty third. Yep. And then November. When did we watch Red Notice? When did that movie come out? Feels like feels like it was November, maybe it was, it was before November. Oh, November eighteenth. Okay, so we're on a stretch where we're about every five weeks is a Netflix movie, and this week it's at the Adam Project. Let's get into the show. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. John Stamos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't feel so good. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> After accidentally crash landing in 2022, time-traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self for a mission to save the future. I love his last name. Yeah, I same spelling and everything. He's got a great last name. Um, like we said, this is a Netflix movie. It was produced by, um, what was the production company? I was trying to, I thought it would say it right here, but it doesn't. It was actually, I think, a big name production company that I've seen before. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, obviously a huge star. Mark Ruffalo, huge star. These are two MCU actors. Yes, I'm saying MCU, even though uh, Ryan Reynolds technically has not been in the MCU yet. You're leaving um, out one actual MCU. So Saldana, yes. Actress. 
116 million dollar budget so pretty expensive um skydance media i think is the production company i was thinking of i don't know if that's a big one you know yeah skydance is big oh yeah um also had jennifer garner in it her and mark ruffalo are married in this movie after being love interest in was that 13 going on 30 however many years ago yep yep um some background according to wikipedia the most trusted news source um in the internet the project a spec script i don't know what that means i'm guessing it's just a speculative script i yeah. don't know yeah um written by t.s nolan oh yeah speculative screenplay play Fuck um yeah. was initially announced as our name is adam in october 2012 so this was 10 years ago wow. um, paramount pictures became interested in acquiring the film and tom cruise was attached to star the film was revived in july 2020 when it moved to netflix with sean levy as the director and ryan Reynolds set to star after previously collaborating on free guy oh oh it's free guy guy while the latest draft of the script was written by jonathan Tro- tropper from previous drafts by Nolan, Jennifer Flackett, and Mark Levin. That's written horribly. In November, Jennifer Gardner, Zoe Saldana, Mark Ruffalo, and all these other people were added to the cast. So there we go. Began filming in November 2020. Officially wrapped March 2021. Nice. You brought up Free Guy, so I just I wanted to go and take a look at the cast. The cast pops up. Um, I don't remember Dwayne Johnson being in this movie, Free Guy. I don't think he is. Yeah, he's third build on google for some reason <laughs> and then the dude who plays like the jacked ryan reynolds don't they say that's john cena or something no it's aaron w another reed oh shit. oh yeah there it is there it is and that's my dad thought it was john cena that's what it was oh okay <laughs> um you also have john krasinski and uh pokimane i think was actually in it i think she was one of the streamers yeah so i'll, I'll give him credit there i was also got hugh jackman channing tatum was in it so there we go um yeah, see the Adam Project. So this is a movie um, that is a I don't want to call it a turn your brain off movie, but it is a sci-fi comedic um, family movie. You got nothing to watch on Friday night. You know, kids went out to the high school football game, maybe trying to Netflix and chill with the mom. I don't know. I just oh. see this as like an adult, like a like a forty plus year old movie. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Not that it's like old or anything. I just could see. I don't know. I, I don't know why. I feel like this is a movie my dad would love. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think you're wrong there. I think your dad would enjoy this movie. But I think my mom would like it too because it's got Ryan Reynolds in it. Okay. Yeah, I, it seemed it was a fun little little watch. Uh, like you said, turn your brain off, which is kind of interesting because I feel like this could have been done like if they were to take it more seriously. Like very interesting like time traveling and doing something with the younger version of yourself. Yeah. But they kind of, you know, it kind of just flows and you kind of, it is what it is. Look, man, I don't know what it is. Um, well, two things about time travel movies. One, they always make me the most emotional for some reason. Um, click is one of the hardest cries I've ever had in my oh, life. Fuck yeah. And I will admit, I teared up in this movie. I got a little emotional with my dog, Maurice. Um, <laughs> I will admit that. But overall, I don't necessarily know if I love the movie. A little bit spoiler there. Um, but more importantly, time travel movies is it just confuses my brain because we're dealing with a subject that just like – there's been so many rules that have been set up with time travel and like every film tries to rewrite them. And even Avengers Endgame, which we're supposed to review for March Movie Madness. Yes, it was supposed to release last week. Tyler got sick, so we had to push that back. We're, um, we're supposed to review The Avengers, not any, or Infinity War even. 2018 is one of our years. Eventually, we're supposed to do Endgame. Are you, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't think you're right. That or Infinity War, one of them. Yeah, I think it's. Um, I don't think it's Endgame. I think Endgame we're still waiting to review. Um. Either way, that movie had issues because of the time travel. Infinity War 2018. Because of the time travel um, dynamic in it and the questions it left answered. And I thought Avengers Endgame actually did a somewhat decent job of addressing it with the multiverse and the timeline and everything. Um, this one still confused me. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot. And it was like, uh, what the fuck? Like, what? what's the end goal here? How does this make sense? How does this work? And they kind of just blow past it. And like, look, it's not important. Well, yeah, it's one of those time travel movies where they don't want you to think about it because if you really dissect, like, just the theory of time traveling and everything that kind of happens in this movie, like, I don't know. It doesn't make a, a whole lot of sense to me, but I don't know. Okay. It, it's just time travel. That's what happens with time travel movies. What movies have done time travel good? Like, Click. Very well. Click, because he was just asleep the whole time. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> they so. just make the time travel where he's not actually time traveling. Um, I, I can't think of any other time travel movies. I feel like Back to the Future. Back to the... Duh, how did I not think yeah, of that? That's just kind of implied there. That Yeah, that's set up the freaking genre. Um, 
looks like a start. I, hot I just tub time up. machine. Hot tub time machine does a great job. <laughs> um, Interstellar de- deals with some time travel in a sense. Um, okay. Terminator Two Judgment Day apparently de- Groundhog's Day. That doesn't feel like time traveling. How about our uh, Free Birds, the movie we watched for bad movie review? They time traveled birds. back Free into birds. the the Pilgrim Age. Oh, that's right. One. <laughs> yeah, the movie um, stunk. Um, actually got a pretty decent score for bad random movies that we reviewed. Um, yeah, I don't know. Time travel is just like it's an interesting thing, and you know, I mean, I feel like everyone that it's almost like that Matrix um, kind of is this real? Is this fake? Kind of. Uh, movie style kind of like bliss that we watched like so many different movies are trying to do time travel or do that bliss kind of movie thing where it's like we could be really cool and creative with it in half of the time 13 going on 30 doesn't she time travel riley is listening to this live i don't know i don't think so all i know she the tomorrow war does a great job (laughs) uh yeah what did i give that movie that's not important look what i gave it i gave it a 36 i believe so um yeah i also came to conclusion i might not be a fan of time travel movies so but i like back to the future i like Avengers Endgame, but not for the time travel. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh, speaking, that's kind of convenient. You said Freebirds, right next to t- the Tomorrow War. Both have a fifty-three. Yeah, except one of them, Freebirds, we both gave in the fifties. Uh, Tomorrow War, I gave a thirty-six. Gave a seventy. It's a fucking <laughs> blast. I don't know. I time travel movies for me, like as long as they don't like harp on it too much and like look how smart we are, I'm fine looking past it. But if they try to like push it, like this is how time travel works and this is why we're doing everything and time travel, time travel, time travel. Then I feel like I'm like, okay, but like I can accept like there's that, sus- you know, suspension of disbelief where it's like they're time traveling. They kind of just made some, you know, rickety rules and that's is what it is. Okay. So my biggest issue with the movie is this, and I guess I'll parlay this into plot slash story eventually. But when it comes to the time travel, that is, is, the whole Zoe Saldana thing makes absolute no, no sense to me. So he's trying to go back to 2018 to go find Zoe Saldana. You think he, they kind of tease that it's for the dad. No, it's for Zoe Saldana, his love interest, his wife. And he falls short in 2022. Falls short because he didn't go far back enough. But then he just finds her, or she finds him, I should say, in 2022. And she's like, yeah, I went back to 2018 and I had to live out my life until 2022. I just don't understand how that works. Like, because... Could he have theoretically went into any point in time and she would have just been living it out this whole time? Probably, yeah. So wouldn't she have just been an old lady like in the present time in 2050? She could have been like 70 and been like, here I am. I've been living this out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get it. Because they went back to that timeline their timeline was different are they yeah they didn't explain that good enough so but why is her going back to 2018 the same exact timeline as this 2022 he goes back to you know what i mean yeah like that's where when he goes back to 2018 after 2022 like why isn't she there why is she four years in the future on this like before he jumps even why doesn't she like you said an old woman yeah i don't know (laughs) exactly what yeah no because i was gonna say like well like she i wonder how much time has passed four years oh time has passed since she died it theoretically doesn't matter theoretically yeah and even then it's not like 22 was like intentional it was a fuck up and it just so happens that yeah she's in this what if you would have went two weeks before would she have still been there i don't know yeah (laughs) So I couldn't have gone to 2038, and she would have been there. She would have been. So I'm why, sure if he would have done that, he could have, he like could have teamed up with like a slightly older version of himself who would have been much more help. <laughs> well, that wasn't the original plan for him. Um, that part confused me. And the whole Zoe Saldana thing, they had to add a little bit of a love language in there, I guess, a love storyline, I should say. That's because they got the 40-plus-year-old the dads with the action and the sci-fi. They got to get the 40-plus-year-old moms as well, all right? That's just what we're doing here. Um, there had to be a scene of Ryan Reynolds hooking up. I, yeah. Um, in front of himself. Yeah. Jason, when you, you go back in time, you're in front of your 12-year-old self. You banging it out, you making your 12-year-old self leave the room? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah? I, I don't know. That's weird. I don't know if I am. <laughs> I'm like, it's me. You asking him to join? 
that's where it gets kind of weird. Again, 12. <laughs> um, no, I, I thought the whole love scene, not love scene, but love um, storyline, and honestly, Zoe Saldana's being in this movie was rather pointless. <laughs> Sorry, Zoe. <laughs> no, for sure. I, Zoe, like, whatever it's it is. the whole point he went back, I guess, technically, but like realistically, he could have just been like, hey, I found something out. I went back. Like, he, it could have not just, like, I stumbled upon this. They could have got a, a C-list actor where they show the picture of her and, like, this is my wife. And then that, she's still in the very end scene where you get the, the new older Ryan Reynolds, you know, where he meets her again in the classroom. And that's, like, the only scene she's in the movie. Because the whole action scene and everything, like, besides her just helping them out, rather pointless. Yeah. So. Like, it was... It was a main plot point that aggressively could have just not been a main plot point. <laughs> and they could have gone a different direction effortlessly. Yeah. Maybe give Mark Ruffalo more screen time. He was in this movie for 10 minutes. Maybe a little bit longer than that, but... Not enough Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, they spent $160 million. They had to ration it out somehow. See, here's my deal. is I never even remotely thought of that Zoe Saldana conflict where, like... If she's there in 22, why wouldn't she have been there in the future? I just don't address it. Like, I'm just like, hey, this is how it's playing out. That's fine for me. You really fucked with my brain here. Yeah, because when I'm trying to go through the scale with a fine comb and pick out scores and stuff, I got to think about these things, Ty. You're, you're right. I'm not going to say that you're wrong. That being said, I gave plot slash story a 10 because A, time travel always confuses me and that's part of it. And B, I mean, I, I, this is going to come back in characters too, but like, I don't know the whole thing of like going back in time and trying to stop the dad from creating time travel. I just, I thought the villain in this was just kind of pointless, like not pointless. Like she had a point, but like I've never seen an antagonist antagonist. Yeah. I've never seen an antagonist in a movie be so like not in the movie. I don't know. Like usually the antagonist is working against you the whole time. And I guess she technically is. Cause she's sending the, the, the fighters or whatever through time, which they're just time traveling left and right too. Who fucking knows she's how that in works it a decent bit. I don't know. I felt like she was like, I don't. Know. I feel like this was a a relationship story and everything, and then like it was like we got a pigeon horn in this like evil lady. Well, she felt like the whole point of why they were time traveling, though. Like you either do that or the love story. The fact that they did both was kind of weird, but you got to choose one or the other. I feel like because like the whole point is she found it out. She went back in time. She fucked with it to where like she controls time control, which that still makes. I I don't understand that either. How you can go back in time and. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure either. I I don't know. Like, what? how did she... Because, like, in theory, she was already in power later, but then she went back in time to control time control, and then no one... She, was, no, uh, she wasn't in power, but she figured this shit out. And, like, there was time travel, but she didn't control it at that point in their timeline. Went back, changed the timeline to where she did control it, so then when she went back to her timeline, <laughs> she was in control of it. But no one else knew except for her. Okay. And then Mark Ruffalo shoots her, and I don't know what the fuck happens after all that. <laughs> he did shoot her. <laughs> well, she shot herself. True. She did shoot. They never said exactly how he dies. Car crash, they did say. Did they? Yeah. I feel like she was behind that. Well, no, because they probably, I guarantee that was probably part of the... Uh, original like screenplay plot but then they realized if they kill off the girl in that final scene theoretically mark ruffalo would have never died and yeah they, so that's why I, I guarantee that was probably a conversation they had and they were like nah let's just do car crash <laughs> she was behind that somehow though okay <laughs> i don't know how but i think in the current timeline they just didn't show him he's still alive he's still kicking it mm, okay it's my theory that's okay. my fan fiction You're for the adam it. project um no, I don't know. I thought the plot, it was just kind of like a, a basic time travel movie that confused me a little bit. And I didn't understand, think there was any reason for the love story to be in there. And it, it, it had its potential. And I thought it wasn't horrible, but I didn't think it was particularly good either. So I gave it a 10 out of 20. Yeah, I gave it a 12. Yeah. I was a little bit higher than that. And then you bro broke my brain with the time for, like time travel <laughs> rules. Um, it was Yeah, I mean, it was very kind of cookie cutter. Mm -hmm. Um, I did like certain aspects of it with like the family dynamic and how that played into it, which kind of, you know, goes into the other stuff, uh, other categories, key elements kind of thing more. Um, outside of that though, it just, it was what it was. 
it was very like you said cookie cutter they didn't do anything crazy it was we're trying to stop this bad person bad person chasing us we win mm-hmm. you know I, I did like the fact that it was like his younger self and there's like those those mm-hmm. weird like what would i tell my younger self he was telling his younger self did you like the fact that um because these two didn't look alike at all they just had to make the young kid just play Ryan Reynolds. Because, of course, Ryan Reynolds is playing Ryan Reynolds, witty, all that stuff. And then right off the rip, you know this is Ryan Reynolds as a kid because, oh, man, he's got a mouth. He's got one hell of a mouth on him. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead to characters, but I'll say kind of a little bit annoying to me. Not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Reynolds, it works for him because he's like an adult and attractive. So it's like, hey, you know, it works for him. If you're just a child who talks a lot, you're just an annoying kid. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate asshole that's what he was um yeah they didn't really look much like each other no now that you mention it no again one of those things i was just like yeah okay that's i didn't think that. about that for the plot i just thought about it them not looking like each other so they're like man we gotta make this kid an asshole and make him witty like ryan reynolds i do think this kid was like actually ryan reynolds fan though okay like, very large and like that's part of the reason he got cast in this role okay if i'm not mistaken and there's a very funny behind the scenes um like shot of him in like a car or something, just doing like one of Ryan Reynolds monologues or whatever, just talking shit about Hugh Jackman because there's like the Wolverine Deadpool feud. Yeah. And it's fan- it's fucking hilarious. So okay. that's how I knew about the movie was that one video. Okay. So that's good. Visuals, cinema, cinematography tie. I didn't watch this on the bad CGI TV, but I still didn't love the visuals. I'll be honest. I see some people commenting on Google that they love the visuals. I just don't see it. Um, I thought the CGI was, it was whatever. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I necessarily had anything that like stuck out like, man, that looks awful, at least off the top of my head. But I also don't know if it looked totally realistic either. You know what I mean? It was kind of in that weird in between. And I just didn't like the action in this movie. I'm sorry. Like the fight scenes kind of left me more to be desired i mean there was literally one point in the fight scene where ryan reynolds was just holding this lightsaber thing straight up and just walking at someone shooting him and the guy just keeps shooting the fucking lightsaber thing and he just like walks up and then pushes I think, him i think he had like a force field in front of him i don't know they were bouncing off the fucking <laughs> i didn't like the action in this movie simply put okay um i gave it a nine. Oh wow yeah i just i don't know i just when you have a 116 million dollar budget and i think of things that are just like kind of middle of the road visual cinematography i think this is on the lower end yeah, I was in between two scores. I settled on a 13. Um, okay. I didn't dislike it as much as you, I think. Okay. But it felt like it wasn't necessarily like poorly executed CGI. I just didn't like the designs of all yeah. the CGI stuff. Mm-hmm. Like what they did looked good for what they were trying to do. I just don't like what they were trying to do. Whether it be the jets or, you know, the fucking what the magnetic arc reactor time travel machine. Yeah. That like... A lot of it just kind of is okay. Looked all right. Yeah, the the action scene where Zoe saw down is shooting at the car and just standing out in the open, um, trading bullets with these people was interesting. <laughs> I did like the the fake lightsaber. Okay, it was interesting. I liked it. Kind of like some of the action there, but again, nothing that was like oh shit. Like it was. It was How fun. about uh, I had to look this up because there were some things and I I, I figured it out. Um. It's an article. Netflix viewers can't get over the Adam Project's hilariously bad CGI. Okay. Um, the young version of the the antagonist. Oh, um, she looked fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> worst de-aging I've seen in quite a while. That was the one thing I... Yeah, that's what this article's about. Now, nah, yeah. it's going to 12. That was the one, the one thing when I was watching, I was like, wow. That's like Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War puts this to... You know, and that's not even bad, I'm saying, but like the difference it was fucking crazy it was incredible it was, it was she, it just it was so rubbery yeah it looked like a deep fake is what this article is saying yeah <laughs> but like not even like a like a expensive deep fake just like a i have a computer and i'm gonna make a deep fake deep fake it might have been better if they just casted a different actress that looked the ryan reynolds and the kid approach yeah <laughs> i wonder how far like like obviously not this company because this company sucks at it but like marvel how how de-aged can you de-age someone? Like, can you make a child Ryan Reynolds on Ryan Reynolds' face? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, like, where's the limit there? Probably not. You His think, like, puberty? different size. Yeah, yeah, you think, like, puberty when he stops growing? Yeah, probably, like, 17, 18. Okay. I mean, you figure RDJ, when they did it, he was around that age. Um, think of Samuel L. Jackson and fucking Captain Marvel. Looks incredible throughout yeah, the entire thing. it doesn't even look thing. like CGI. No, not at all. 
yeah, it looked really bad. <laughs> it was fucking. It was it was tough. It was tough to watch. And again, very large budget. Yeah, if you so look, no excuses. If you look up uh, the Adam Project CGI, that's the first article. The second one is the Adam Project's CGI has left Netflix users baffled, and it's all just about the de aging. <sighs> that's fair. It wasn't good. They didn't even de age the mom either, did they? No. Well, the mom was only going back four years, so. Oh, yeah, 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 never mind. I was thinking of the bar scene where he's talking to his mom, but we don't see the old mom. Yeah. We do see the old actress. They kind of left that plot point almost unfinished because, like, he wanted to apologize to his mom for being a dick, but I was like, did he fall out of touch with his mom? Does he still talk to his mom? Like, because it seemed like when they had that bar scene, it was almost like he doesn't talk to his mom anymore because he was a fucking dick or maybe something happened to his mom. But it never quite got there. Never, Instead of a love story with Zoe Saldana, maybe address that dynamic yeah. more. You had Jennifer Gardner in the movie for so much in the beginning and set up this kind of relationship between, you know, the son and the mom and everything. Like and then conflict kind of like let it go. And it's like, oh, now the son is still a dick, but he hugs his mom at least. <laughs> like that was the resolution. It's true, yeah. He's an asshole, but he's an asshole who shows love every <laughs> once in a while. So I don't know. Maybe that's where they should have spent the Zoe Saldana time. Who knows? Yeah, I think I think that's probably a good point because we don't see any like any sort of relationship of like the quote unquote future current time yeah. thing. They and don't like, even really mention it. They don't at all. Yeah, I don't know. if She's dead. <laughs> Was she in the passenger seat? No, no, because she raised alive. Seat. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't Fuck know. Me. Um, one user said he didn't hate the film, but he'd rather forgive a slightly different looking actress than wonky CGI for the de-aging, which so is what I just said. Everyone talks about de-aging. Mm-hmm. What about like... Aging? Aging. Makeup. Yeah, like why Why don't you just cast an actress who's like oh. middle-aged here, age her up so you don't have to do the de-aging? Because it's always like, oh, look at the younger version of her. Why don't we see the older version of her? It's a lot easier if they would have just casted an actor in their 30s. I'm assuming that's what um, the younger version was. Yeah, and then just... A little bit of makeup to make her look... makeup on her in prosthetics 50, or whatever, yeah. And a little bit of makeup to make her look 20. Yeah. That's probably a lot easier than de-aging time. You pro- like, if you asked a producer that, they probably wouldn't have an answer for you. Like, fuck. <laughs> Maybe because she's not... She can't act old. You can only act old if you are old. Johnny Knoxville, Dirty Grandpa. He does a great job acting old. That's a good point. That's a great point. He looks he looks like an old person in that too. So that's telling me it's very easy to age someone up. Exactly. Yeah. It's and that's like the peak of aging. Like he is a he is a grandfather. Think of part of my take when they did it, when they snuck into the Super Bowl, how realistic it looks. It's true. And PMT was dressed like an old woman and it looked realistic. And they pulled it off. And those are two podcasters. Yeah. I think I think it's like a we have this technology, let's use it for everything. Maybe don't. Maybe don't use it for everything. It's not Dirty Grandpa. What is it? Bad Grandpa? Bad Grandpa. Dirty Grandpa's the one with Robert De Niro. Weird movie. Bad Grandpa or Dirty Grandpa? Or both? Both, but bad. I don't know which one's which now. You've confused me. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville is Bad Grandpa. Dirty Grandpa. Weird okay. movie. That's crazy that they didn't. That's that's a good point, Ty. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you don't have to de-age someone. Especially, like, I get it for the MCU. Like, you have Samuel L. Jackson. Let's de-age him. Yeah. But, like, this is just a casting. Unnecessary. You yeah. could have just casted someone else. I agree. <laughs> I agree. That's I don't fucking know. funny. Um, 12, though. I don't. Did I say my score? Yeah, you did. You said 13, then you moved it down for the de-aging. Yeah, 12. Key elements, Ty. What did you give it? <sighs> Look, man. You go into a Ryan Reynolds movie. You're looking for Ryan Reynolds. This had a little bit of sci-fi, a little bit of that. It was fine. It was 14. It got me to laugh. It was the Ryan Reynolds I was expecting. And then you just, if you read the synopsis before watching the movie, you expect a secondary younger Ryan Reynolds. They give you that. There's some family yeah, stuff. I kind of thought it was funny. I had a decent time with the enjoyment. 14. Not the enjoyment, the action. Isn't 14 also your enjoyment score? <laughs> Don't tell me that. Um, I gave it a 13. I, I just feel like it, it hits the sci-fi, the sci-fi box. Not necessarily a great sci-fi film. It's got some comedy, not necessarily Ryan Reynolds' best comedy. Even a movie like Red Notice, I think, was probably funnier than this one. Okay. It hits the the family dynamic. Yep. But still leaves a little bit unanswered with the whole mom thing. And, like, it felt like – and then they also have the romance, which, again, kind of pointless. Yeah. But it comes back full circle at the end. Maybe you wish it would have came back full circle with the mom. 
Maybe the love interest should have been a broken relationship with his mom that he fixes. I don't know. He could have taken. He could have like left the college class, and then could have been like a little fast forward. They're going to dinner with his mom, taking her home to his mom. That's how you could have circled back around. Yeah, on and both it didn't have points. to be his girlfriend going back, his wife going back in time to try to do something and then getting killed. It could have been just I don't know. I don't know. It could have been. I'm just saying. It, it takes like three minutes. Three minutes to just circle back on that and add in a scene of them going to dinner and spending time and showing he now has a good relationship with. Well, his I'm just mom. saying the whole reason he goes back could also be involved with the mom too. Like, it doesn't have to be because he's trying yeah. to find his wife. They could have figured out a way. All that to be said, I feel like there's the, the sci-fi, the comedy, the family dynamics, which, I'll be honest, I did cry, okay? It is what it is. Playing catch in the backyard made Fuck, me a little yeah. sad. Fucked me up. Um, showed a little puppy that transitioned into big dog. Made me sad about Maurice. I started holding him, telling him <laughs> I love you. Um, I just, it felt like it had all these things, and it, like, didn't quite get there. Like, if they would have just picked, if they would have got rid of one of the, like, you don't have to get rid of the Ryan's Run lane. You don't have to get rid of the sci-fi lane, but it's like, Maybe they would have picked one lane with the family dynamic or something. It could have been so much better because you have the sci-fi and the Ryan Reynolds. can only take you so far, especially when it's been done better. And I don't expect this movie to be fucking 2001 A Space Odyssey, you know, for sci-fi. Um, is it 2001 A Space Odyssey? Is that yep. what it's called? Nailed it. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe pick a lane a little bit more. 13, though. I mean, it still hit the boxes that it was trying to hit just kind of mediocrely. Yeah, now as a baseball, former baseball player, uh, baseball fan. Current wolf ball player. Current wolf ball player in a league. Um, <laughs> did you, I, I had an issue with how they were playing catch though. Oh, that they weren't doing traditional three way. Yeah. They were going like in a triangle. You're both there to play catch with your dad. Do a normal fucking back and forth with the dad. Why is older you throwing the younger you? That gives the younger, you no satisfaction. Cause the producers probably didn't play baseball and didn't think about it that way. But it bugged me. No, I'm, I get it. That's, it's the movie. It's the drama nerd doing sports. But it bugged me. Oh, my God. I fucking... What were we watching? Oh, that dumb movie Riley had me watch. It's, I shouldn't call it dumb. That silly movie Riley had me watch. <laughs> Cinderella story that I talked about on the pod last week. Random Rotten Tomatoes. Didn't even bring this up. Her dad... So, we're, this is a tangent. Sorry. We, this podcast is going to be a little bit short so we can afford a tangent. Oh, yeah. Um, the dad dies in the... in the Was it the Norco? Northridge Earthquake. Which okay. first of all was hilarious because they're he's like tucking her in goodnight and then there's the north the Northridge earthquake and the stepmom comes in like oh my god there's an earthquake and you see the dad leave the room and then the Hillary Duff's like and then my dad lost died that night or whatever she says but like the house they were in is still perfectly like, there intact. was zero damage or anything. <laughs> yeah, like, like he just walked die? outside and the fucking electrical pole <laughs> fell on him. Yeah, like, Okay, <laughs> it was such a funny way to have a character die, um, and then the stepmom's a bitch and mistreats her all this stuff. But her dad was her like baseball coach, and he had a diner. And his his fear his, his quote that he told her all the time was, "Don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game." And uh, that comes back to her later in the movie. But anyways, she has a scene where she's hitting baseballs, right? Like the guys, one of her like friend or whatever is putting them in the pitching machine, and she's hitting them. And holy fuck, man! Like she's like lunging at it and like chopping it like a sword like the guy from bench warmers the this guy who was afraid of the sun had a better swing than her mm -hmm. and she was just chopping it and like it was so funny because like it would show a scene of him pitching it and she would like fucking lunge and like roll over and hit like a little tapper down the left field line or third baseline i should say and then it would cut to the guy and it would be like a line drive right at his face <laughs> it's like you could see the ball going that way and then the the end of that scene is she does the same exact swing fucking lunges all her weight forward fucking rolls it over they cut it as soon as she makes contact and then it cuts the ball flying over a fence like 400 feet away it's fantastic and it's like oh it was bad it was one of the worst baseball scenes i've ever fucking seen two points on that first her dad died in the north ridge earthquake yeah only 57 people died in the earthquake are you offended if one of your family members <laughs> is one of the 57 and you're watching this like that's not a big enough number to just lump a random person in yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with you. Like, that's a very selective group of people who died in the Northridge earthquake, and you're just doing that as a catastrophic event that kills this character's father. In a in who knows how, because the house is in perfect standing. Yeah. <laughs> um, second point, have you seen Benchwarmers 2? No, I haven't. It's a direct-to-video uh, movie, if I'm not mistaken. It's fucking terrible. John Lovitz is in it. He is. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, None of the other guys are in it. It's atrocious. Chris Klein plays like the quote-unquote bench warmer. He plays a former professional athlete and then like 
I don't really remember the rest of the plot, but he ends up playing baseball somehow in this. After a freak accident ruins a guy's chance of playing professional baseball. Got it. Okay, yeah. He joins the competitive softball league for lawyers. That sounds right. The worst sports looking like it's the most awkward, uncomfortable thing to watch ever. Really? His swing is so fucking bad. Is it like a Coach H who batted six hundred? It's much worse. It's much worse. It's 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 literally the fucking definition of drama nerd does sports. At least Rob Schneider's swing looked half. It decent. looks fine. It looked like, like he it, could, it looked like he could hit home runs off twelve year olds. <laughs> I'll give him that. Like that's you got that. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're a Rob Schneider hater, but Benchwarmers one. It's a great movie. <laughs> I, I exclude that from my Rob Schneider hate. <laughs> Um, where were we talking about? <laughs> Enjoyment? Key no, elements? Key, uh, yeah. Key no elements. Characters. I was complaining about the, the playing fucking catch in a triangle. Yeah. Which is impractical. It's not the way to do it. Yeah. You want to throw the ball to your dad, get the, your dad gets the ball, throws it back to you. What about when the son made a bad throw and then Marco Ruffalo bends over and that's the exact point that they both disappear? Totally predictable. Easily predictable. But if we want to go back a little bit, they literally said the kid was probably going to go away first, that he was already feeling tingling because it takes 35 years more time to catch up than four years. And then they disappear at the exact same time. Does Um, he ever disappear if the son's just better at baseball and doesn't make a bad throw? (laughs) I guess so. Like, I think there's a path where, like, he blames himself now for making the bad throw and not getting to say goodbye to his dad. He's now a professional athlete. No, he just met his teacher. Or not his teacher, his fucking girlfriend again, his wife. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, no, younger him made the bad throw, though. But that was younger him that met her again. That was the implication. No, but not 12-year-old. 12-year-old him made the bad throw. Yes. So 12-year-old him from that point forward. No, but that was 12-year-old him that re-met Zoe Saldana in the final scene. Yeah, as an older version of. So you're saying he's a pro athlete in that scene? No, I'm saying, like, (laughs) maybe. Maybe that's how he got the scholarship. Okay. The Adam Project 2 hitting the big leagues. Yeah. <laughs> and then they could wrap up the fucking the storyline with his mom, finally. She's just his number one fan on the sidelines. And then the whole the whole conflict is like, does he go back in time to save his dad's life? But then he'll he'll never have his life as a pro baseball player with all the ladies. He could just they- divorce those Saldana because she's not gonna want to be in the sequel. Probably have to recast Ryan Reynolds as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just th- question. This part I did notice upon the first viewing. Why is he in school for, like, aerospace, flight, time travel shit when it doesn't exist? Like, it was very much a I joined to do time travel flight thing, and that's the only reason we met was because of this. And then they're just like, no, you're still doing it even though time travel Mm. was now stopped. Was time travel stopped? Because I thought their whole point was no more time travel, but then they're just in class for time travel. Was it time travel, though? Was that the specific class? I, yeah, I think. I also, Ryan Reynolds also said something about losing a scholarship, and he couldn't tell him why because it was an unbelievably stupid idea, like reason, and then just never follows up on that. Yeah. I don't like – it can get annoying when movies, like, foreshadow things, like, so obviously. But don't say something like that, not at least tell me as a joke. Like, there's a – like, everything that's in the movie should be in the movie for a reason. Yeah. Why is that line in the movie if you're not going to follow up on what he did? With the emphasis, too. Like, yeah. It's a line I remember. It wasn't a throwaway line. It's very much in your face. I don't know. What do you think he did? Steroids? <laughs> As he was becoming the professional... <laughs> ba- no, that's the other one him, though. Uh, he never did made he the bad throw. Did he get expelled because he banged his teacher, or did he meet... No, he... No, 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 no. He originally met his teacher in the Air Force, I think they said. I don't remember, Teacher? Actually. Not his teacher, <laughs> wife i don't know why i keep calling her a teacher oh <laughs> she was a guest lecturer i think that's what they said that he flunked out went to the air force which was the time travel air force at that time and that's where he met her they definitely and now said, this is just a normal college class that he no they her? definitely said she came into a course the wrong class late in the wrong building yeah but he said he went he was originally going to a regular university then he lost his scholarship and then he went to the the thing because he found out he was a good pilot i don't know i don't remember i'm gonna have to rewatch it you just confuse me. I I feel like it's just not explained. I feel like they still have time travel. Was that them setting up the sequel? It just was so fucking awkward and uh, poorly done that no one realized they set up the sequel? Maybe. 
Maybe that's our, our whole thing is we feel like they haven't addressed all these issues. They're like, what are you talking about? It's coming up in the second one. <laughs> and in this one, though, of course, they'll go to the future and it'll be Ryan Reynolds with Ryan Reynolds actually wearing makeup, like old man makeup. Yeah. Or do they wait 30 years to make it and then they de-age Ryan Reynolds again? <laughs> There's a movie idea for the guy who did that boyhood movie. Yeah. Film like a movie when someone's like 12 and then don't film again until he's like 30. And then have them interact with each other. Yeah. There we go. There's our project, Ty. And then you're just going to scrap all the old footage and de-age the 30 year <laughs> And he'll be a detective solving his own murder. Oh, fuck. <laughs> when he was a child. A time detective. Um, characters. Characters. I gave us a nine. Look, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, I'm sorry. Like, I like Ryan Reynolds. He's going to have to turn in more than the basic Ryan Reynolds performance, I think, to get... A high score. I'm not saying necessarily a low score. I'm trying to look back at what I gave um, Red Notice. I gave it a little bit higher. I think, I, yeah, I, no. I gave it 11. Okay, it's only two points higher. So my logic is sound um, because there's more things I didn't like about this movie than Red Notice. You got to do more than the regular Ryan Reynolds to get a better score for me. I didn't like the kid. Um, I, I'm like, it was just, it got kind of annoying. The, the him trying to be like Ryan Reynolds to say that this is Ryan Reynolds. Like, I don't know. I just, I mean, it was Artemis Fowl vibes for me in terms of how much you didn't like oh. him with how I didn't like this kid. Like, I wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah? Yeah. I was like, dude, you're just trying to be Ryan Reynolds. And, like, it was so obvious. And it was like, what kid is like this? This kid's just a fucking asshole. He was an asshole. You're, I mean, you're not wrong there. I gave it an 11. I liked it a little bit more than you. Red Notice, for comparison, I gave a 8. Oh, wow. Okay. I, uh, I think I blame that on Gal Gadot. Don't <laughs> like her as an actress, I think. Well, and I... Again, I thought the the antagonist was, even if she was in the movie more than I was saying, I guess her impact didn't feel big because she was just kind of like vanilla antagonist. I don't know. It was just like, I want power. Stop these people from having power. You know, she's from something else, and I can't, I couldn't for the fucking life of me remember what she's from. Uh, Mark Ruffalo not in this movie enough um, to even really grade it. Zoe Saldana pointless. Very pointless. And honestly, I thought my favorite actress was probably Jennifer Gardner. And Agreed. they didn't they set up all this emotional shit with her and they never fucking addressed it besides a hug. They did they gave her a hug. I feel like they did. She all was the, the best in this movie and she was not in it enough, and I don't like what they did with the characters nine. I, I agree that she wasn't in it enough. Um and that she was the best part. I feel like they did all the setup just for the bar scene where he's like talking to his mom. And, like, that was emotional and, like, that works. But I feel like you need more than that. Yeah. Um, she was the best part. Ryan Reynolds was Ryan Reynolds. I didn't hate the kid as much as you. Fucking annoying, man. Mark Ruffalo was okay. I like Mark Ruffalo, so I'm not going to hate on it. But it was, it was just fine. Does he just have to play super smart guys now? Is that his thing? I mean, he, he does look like a professor. <laughs> kind of, like, it was a good casting Yeah. as, you know, the Hulk. Yeah. Just being not a nerd. Not Professor Hulk, though. No. Um, she's from the 40 year old virgin, the villain. Okay. She is the one who ends the 40 year old virgin. And now he is just the 40 year old. I've seen that movie once. It's been a long time. Don't recall. If I'm being honest. She's a love interest. That's what I know her from. I couldn't remember what I knew her from. I just found it out right now. Yeah. She's not that good. Could have taken footage from that movie for her younger self. Probably. Here, this come out. What year were they? Four. Four year old virgin. They oh, were no, in but 2050, Ryan... but they were back in 2018, so there was a 32-year age gap. Okay, this came out in 05. 17 years. So we're only like halfway there. Damn. What did she look like in that movie? Did she look like her de-aging? No. Like partly? No. What's her name? Ka- Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener, 40-year-old virgin. Let's see what she looked like. Oh, hold on. I fucked this up. She's from other stuff, too. That doesn't even look like the same lady. Yeah, especially, like, if you're using de-aging and shit and you have something to go off of, use that. Yeah. Just, like, use use that as, like, a deep fake thing. Because you clearly didn't, and it just looks like shit. Yeah, I'm just looking at a side-by-side. Granted, this is supposed to be another 18 years or whatever, but, like, Wow. It's weird. They de-aged her, but she still looks old. Like, they gave her the features of de-aging, like, you know, smoother skin and, like, 
but she still looks old. She does. Kind of like uh, Robert De Niro in... Never saw that what's movie. What's that five-year-old movie? What the fuck is it called? The Irishman. The Irishman, yeah. Just very old vibes, even if you don't necessarily look old. <laughs> Much worse for him than her in this. She just didn't look normal. It was rubber. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Enjoyment, Ty. Um, look, this movie made me a little sad at the end. I like movies that can make me feel. Chuckled here and there. Um, kind of, like I said, though, a turn-your-brain-off kind of sci-fi flick. Forgettable. If it's not Ryan Reynolds in the main role, this is probably lower all around. I think it benefits from having that star power. Even oh, if for I'm sure. saying, like, he's got to do more, it's because I have expectations for him. But if this is a, you know, who's like a B-list actor? I mean, it was supposed to be Tom Cruise. What if this is Tom Cruise? I don't know how much I feel about Tom Cruise, but he's still an A-list actor. If this is a... Uh, Who's like a B-list actor who's like could land a role like this in a Netflix movie? <sighs> Fuck. B-list Ansel Elgort? B- no, he he's too young. He was in the West Side Story. Is, am I thinking the right yeah, person? Yeah, he was. Yeah. I don't know. I looked up B-list actors. He was one of the first names. They have Adam Driver here, though, so maybe not. Maybe I need to look for C-list actors. These are B-list actors? Wes Bentley. Carl Urban. Kit Harrington, who's like a little. What if it was Rob Schneider? <laughs> I'm. This is incredible. I'm going through B-list actors, and there is. Let me see here. I don't know if she's maybe her. One, two, three, four, four, four to five of the top fifteen are just Game of Thrones actors. Like that's just how they made this list. Okay. I feel like the issue with naming B-list actors is the fact that they're B-list and no one really knows them as much as A-list. What if it was like a, like a TV actor who's Jason like kind of popular? Jason Momoa is not a B-list actor. It's a terrible list. Who's like kind of – what if it was like – no, that would be such a weird role for him. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like – you get what I'm saying though. He's like a TV – what if this was the dad from Modern Family <laughs> as much as I love him? Um, Ty Burrell. Um, I just you, – you benefit from the star power is my point. Final point. <laughs> point made, Jason. <laughs> Ty Burrell is also way too old to play this role. He's 54, but Modern Family is fantastic. Ty, you ever watch Modern Family? Not really. It's so good. Minimal amounts. It's so good. I think I've probably watched like the Modern Family ripoff episode of WandaVision more than I've watched any episodes of Modern Family. It's so fucking good, Ty. Um, so I, I don't know if I said my score. I gave it an 11. It was, it, it was what it was. You know, I Death on the Nile 12. I enjoyed the mystery part of that with the cinematography a bit more than I enjoyed this movie. If I went to the theaters to see this movie, I would kind of feel like a uh, cool. I just got a bucket of popcorn. Didn't hate it, but not necessarily leaving it like, yeah, that was great. So 11 out of 20. Yeah. I just, my, my score drops significantly. If I'm going to the theaters to watch this, <laughs> this was an okay, like, you know, kind of hang out at home, get a couple of laughs, a little emotional, not a bad watch. It didn't necessarily bore me at any points. A little bit higher than you, 14. Oh, very higher. I've, I've been a few points higher than you, and then I've, I feel like in like every category almost. Oh, yeah. I did enjoy this a bit more than you. I think I just like time travel action movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, as we can see. Um, I don't think our difference is going to be the same as the Tomorrow War. Definitely not. I just thought this was mediocre, okay? I'm sorry. thought it was mediocre. I accepted it's Nothing mediocre. horrible besides Mediocri- the de-aging. Mediocrity? Yep. Accepted that and just had fun with it. It was fine. 14. It's not one of my favorites. It's not going to be like, oh, I want to watch this. But like, I, I had a good time with it. I feel like if someone asked me, I'd be like, yeah, it's all right. I wouldn't say don't watch it. Well, Ty, The Tomorrow War got a 53 out of 100 consensus score. And I gave The Adam Project a 52 out of 100. But I also gave uh, The Tomorrow War a 36. So I like the 16 points better than uh, The Tomorrow War. Okay. I gave it a uh, 63. 63 out of 100. Okay. A little bit higher. I didn't set it up um, on our movie ranking scale yet. So I'm adding that right now. 63, what'd you give it? 52. 52, final score, 57 and a half, putting it at 87th out of 115 movie reviews. Tied with uh, F9, the Fast Saga. I don't know how I feel about that. You gave F9 a 48 because you've just, it's become your thing. 
maybe my thing is hating time travel movies and I'll just accept that moving on. And you just need to admit that you have a, you're going to inherently give a fast and furious movie at least like eight points lower than it probably should get. I give it the score, the exact score it deserves. <laughs> I just want to be very clear with that. But when it's uncharted and it's a fucking a ship being carried by a helicopter and they're having a, a water ship that battle felt in like the air. a video game. <laughs> That felt like a video game action thing. You need to let go of the old Fast and the Furious tie. It's not the same. If they called it a different thing. I loved Hobbs and Shaw. (laughs) I just want that on record. I do enjoy Hobbs and Shaw very much. (laughs) They've done it one time and it was was a good film. Um, Ties with uh, F9. Half a point above Matrix Resurrections, which I gave way too high of a score. Um, that's pretty far up there. Half a point above Hubie Halloween. Full point above Ooh. Venom. Let there be carnage. Point and a half above Jackass Forever. This feels like the range of movies this belongs in. Right below uh, Snake Eyes. I will say, uh, maybe Snake Eyes got the movie theater bump because I feel like this was probably. I don't know. Snake Eyes. What I gave this a sixty-three. Snake Eyes a sixty. Those feel like feel similar. Yeah. Kind of enjoyed action you I know. just it's forgettable and i think that's the same thing i feel about this movie like i've kind of forgot everything that was in snake eyes so when i think about it i'm like oh it must not have been great but it's just forgettable how long ago did snake eyes come out because they definitely set up a sequel in that i'd say october that recently no september i don't know <laughs> july shit yeah, it's been a while they're not making a sequel are they I don't know. Snake Eyes 2. Let me look. Um, I don't know. There's nothing? Hasn't been any news about it yet. All the articles are from like when the movie came out. G.I. Joe, ever vigilant. I don't know. That's a sequel. They're trying Dwayne, to have... Dwayne Johnson's cast in it. <laughs> They're trying to have a G.I. Joe universe like the marvel universe it's a, just aggressively rumored yeah it's probably not gonna be the rock he's already been in a gi joe movie any last thoughts about um the adam project tie um it was fine that's fair <laughs> it's, it's just it was a decent watch i mean i i wouldn't run out and watch it and i'm not gonna tell everyone to go watch it but if they're like hey good good turn it on it's an okay watch what do we have next week for the podcast listeners? Next week, Jason, we have The Lost City starring multiple people, multiple people you've heard of, um, people I've I've definitely heard of. Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Brad Pitt, Daniel Radcliffe, Oscar from The Office. <laughs> Tyler was scrambling to look it up. I just know it off the top of my head because I've explained this movie to him six times. I just got there right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar from The Office? Yeah. Oscar Nunez. Yeah. You can just call him Oscar. It's not wrong. We also have um, the conclusion of March Movie Madness. Instead of breaking it up into two episodes, we'll probably just do one big episode. That's probably the best thing to do here. Um, let's aim for that to go out next Thursday, the day day after next week's pod. Ty, we could film it whenever. Maybe we split it into two different filming sessions. Yeah, we're just going to rattle through those scores. I mean, I, I think... Best case scenario, we just say the scores, like one, two, three, four, five, final score, talk about it a little, move on. That's fair, yeah, because we're going to be talking about 12 movies. Lots of movies. We've never reviewed 12 movies in one pod. So we spend, uh, yeah, if we spend 10 minutes on a movie, that's 120 minutes, that's two hours. So we're going to have to spend like five minutes on a movie. Are there any movies? We'll make that a challenge. I'll set a timer. We'll only have five minutes to talk about each movie. Just looking at this, though, we can skip Infinity War. Well, yeah, I mean, there's... Already talked about it. We still got to touch... We still are going to touch it. But I'm saying, like, breaking it down. Because I'm going to rewatch it, so maybe I'll have something else I I noticed or I want to talk about. Outside of that, we haven't reviewed any other movies officially on our scale. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of them. We've given our stance on uh, one of them, Forrest Gump. Um, So let's say tentatively, not tentatively, it will... It will come out the last day of March, March Thursday, March 31st. It'll be the day after next week's podcast. That'll give you two podcasts to listen to going into the weekend. Um, we're going to knock that out. 
supposed to be two episodes last week and then that same day. Tyler got sick. Blame him. I did um, get sick. I thought I was dying. But that's the plan. So, Ty, we'll probably have to record that this weekend or we'll have a long session on Wednesday. We'll see what we do. We'll make it happen. Um, and then after that, we have a, a comic book movie. If it doesn't get pushed back again. <laughs> I mean, it's been like eight times now it's got pushed back. <laughs> exactly. Um, but the reviews are already out for it and they're not very good. So if they push it back, I'm thinking like it gets pushed back another year for reshoots. It just gets pushed back to premium HBO Max or whatever. They're <laughs> <laughs> just like, fuck it. Whatever Sony has. What is that film, Ty? Morbius, starring Jared Leto. That movie comes out on the 1st of April. We are reviewing it. Um, the episode comes out on the 6th, I believe, of April. Yes. Um, so give people five days to watch it. Look, normally, like, we would have reviewed this either way because it's a comic book movie, but we probably would have went into it with the same perspective as, like, a, I don't know, like a Birds of Prey or something. Like, well, we liked Birds of Prey. Very much. I feel like we would have went into it, like, whatever, but because of the potential connections to this whole Sony-verse they're doing with Spider-Man, there's going to be some intrigue there. There's going to be a conversation to be had. million percent. There's, it's going a direction. We just don't know what direction. Its budget is uh, $40 million less than the Adam Project. No shit. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, I haven't million. seen the movie, but the trailer is the vampire version of him. Looks much better than the rubbered version of the villain in this. I don't see any Rotten Tomatoes reviews out yet, Ty. No, I don't think like the actual review embargo has been lifted, but it's just a lot of articles of critics are disappointed with. Hmm. Okay. Like nothing official. Well, hopefully critics are wrong. Um, So I'm excited for Morbius, excited for March Movie Madness, the final episode. Um, And The Lost City. And The Lost City next week. Random Rotten Tomatoes score to end the podcast, Ty. Um, We watched The Adams Project. Adam Project, excuse me. Yeah. Um, this isn't very random, but I wanted a movie that also had Adam in the title. They're never, so. they're never very random. Well, in, it was supposed to be in its, uh, <laughs> in, in its inception. So I, I went to uh, 1991 PG-13 comedy, hour and 39 minutes, The Adams Family. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh, you just switched one word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Um, it's got only, despite being what I thought would be like a, you know. Riley told me that we were using cult classic wrong in our entire March movie madness episode. That cult classic is like a movie that didn't do very well, yeah. but is like, and we just called anything that was any somewhat culturally impactful, a cult classic, whatever. We were just shortening the word cultural. We were coming up with our own definition. Culturally impactful classic. <laughs> yeah. We just didn't want to say that every time. Yeah. We don't have to podcast be four up. hours. You knew what the fuck we meant. Um, 49 reviews. What do you think you got in Rotten Tomatoes, Ty? Oh, <sighs> That feels like one that could be like a nostalgia, like it's remembered better than it actually is. Seven, 84%. Oh, you started sounding like you were going with the six. I did. And then you went to the seven, and then you went to the eight. You should have stayed with the six, 65%. I would have said like 67 or something. Still would have been fucking close. Yeah. One day you'll get it, tired. You have a one out of 100 chance. Every time. You just haven't hit it yet. And how often do movies have, like, you're not going to choose a random Rotten Tomato, like, with 100. Yeah. So, like, really have, like, a one out of, like, a 98. Yeah. Well, probably one out of, like, 80 if we really think about it. Because you can tone down. You know it's not going to get a 90 plus, probably. I don't know. I'm going to get it. We're going to get there one day. You got anything else? That's all I got for you. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody.
Welcome to Prime Video's culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately! Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.